Topic two, first paper of twentieth century Negro literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in November 2018. 20th Century Negro Literature, Topic 2, First Paper, by Bishop H. M. Turner, Doctor of Divinity, LLD, DCL. Will it be possible for the Negro to attain in this country unto the American type of civilization? Bishop H. M. Turner, Doctor of Divinity, LLD, DCL, was born near Newbury Court House, South Carolina, February 1st, 1833 or 1834. His mother's maiden name was Sarah Greer, the youngest daughter of David Greer, who was brought to this country when a boy and sold in Charleston, South Carolina. Greer was the son of an African king. His father, the African king, sent seven African slaves for the return of his son, but the captain of the slave ship dying before he returned, the son received his freedom when South Carolina was still under British rule, upon the ground that royal blood could not be enslaved. Henry McNeil Turner was the oldest son of Hardy Turner and Sarah Greer Turner. Henry grew up on the cotton fields of South Carolina, and when eight or nine years old he dreamed he was on a high mountain and millions of people were looking up at him for instruction white and colored he then procured a spelling book and commenced to learn to read and write to prepare to give that vast multitude instruction he got a white boy to teach him his alphabet and how to spell to three syllables by this time he was large enough to wait in a law office at abbeville courthouse south carolina the young lawyers took great pleasure in giving him instruction in their leisure moments for pastime he gained a respectable knowledge of history arithmetic geography astronomy and some other branches but would not study grammar as he thought he could talk well enough without a knowledge of grammar he made such remarkably rapid progress that by the time he was fifteen years old he had read the bible through five times and by the aid of Walker's pronouncing dictionary and the young white lawyers, he became a good reader and read Watson's Apology for the Bible, Buck's Theological Dictionary, and very largely in Dr. Adam Clark's Commentary and other books. He became acquainted with the African M.E. Church, joined the same, leaving the M.E. Church South, met the conference in St. Louis, Missouri, and was admitted after an examination. Bishop D. A. Payne, Doctor of Divinity, LLD, appointed him to a mission in Baltimore City. While he served his appointment, he studied English grammar, Latin, Greek, German, and the Hebrew languages, and became what was regarded as an excellent scholar. He studied the rules of elocution under Dr. Cummings, of the protestant episcopal church and was regarded as quite an orator he was appointed in charge of israel church washington d c and his fame became so notable that president lincoln appointed him chaplain the first colored man that was ever made a commissioned officer in the united states army he served his regiment so faithfully and gained such a reputation that president johnson commissioned him a chaplain in the regular service of the United States Army. 
he resigned in a short time and commenced the organization of the a m e church in georgia and was so abundantly successful that the general conference elected him manager of the publication department in eighteen seventy six he served there four years with headquarters in philadelphia and in eighteen eighty the general conference sitting in st louis missouri elected him bishop and on the twentieth of may he was consecrated to that holy office bishop turner has worked up territory enough as an organizer of the a m e church to demand five conferences he has organized four conferences in africa making eleven conferences that he is the founder of dr turner was for many years superintendent in the church for the whole state of georgia and was the first bishop of africa which position he held for eight years while having his regular conferences in the united states he says he has received over forty three thousand on probation in the african m e church he has been a member of the georgia legislature twice a member of the constitutional convention postmaster inspector of customs and held other minor positions and was at one time regarded one of the greatest orators of his race in the united states the bishop's article this interrogatory appears to presuppose that the seventeen or more millions of colored people in north and south america are not a part of the american population and do not constitute a part of its civilization but the term this country evidently refers to the united states of america for this being the largest and most powerful government on the american continent not infrequently is made to represent the entire continent so the negro is regarded as a foreign and segregated race the american people therefore who grade the type of american civilization are made up of white people for the indian chinaman and the few mexicans are not taken into account any more than the negro is by reason of the live numbers and not because they are regarded wanting in intellectual capacity as the negro is the above is an interrogatory that can be easily answered if the term american is to include the united states and the powers that enact its laws and proclaim its judicial decisions as we have no civilization in the aggregate civilization contemplates that fraternity civil and political equality between man and man that makes his rights privileges and immunities inviolable and sacred in the eyes and hearts of his fellows whatever may be his nationality language color hair texture or anything else that may make an external variation civility comprehends harmony system method complacency urbanity refinement politeness courtesy justice culture general enlightenment and protection of life and person to any man regardless of his color or nationality it is enough for a civilized community to know that you are a human being to pledge surety of physical and political safety to you and this has been the sequence in all ages among civilized people but such is not the condition of things as they apply to this country i mean the united states true we have a national congress state legislature subordinate and supreme courts and almost every form of government necessary to regulate the affairs of a civilized country 
but above these and above law and order which these legislative and judicial bodies have been organized to observe and execute justice in the land we are often confronted through the public press with reports of the most barbarous and cruel outrages that can be perpetrated upon human beings known in the history of the world no savage nation can exceed the atrocities which are often heralded through the country and accepted by many as an incidental consequence men are hung shot and burnt by bands of murderers who are almost invariably represented as the most influential and respectable citizens in the community while the evidence is of guilt of what is charged against the victims who are so inhumanely outraged are never established by proof in any court and all we can learn about the guilt and horrible deeds charged upon the murdered victims comes from the mouth of the bloody-handed wretches who perpetrate the murders yet they are not known according to published accounts but enough is known to get from their mouths the same horrible statements as to why this and that brutal murder was done and invariably it is told with such oily tongues and the whole narrative is polished over and glossed with such skilfully constructed lies that the ruling millions lift up their hands in holy horror and exclaim they done him right why the very judges surrounded with court officers are powerless before these bloody mobs prisoners are cruelly fiendishly and inhumanely dragged from their very custody sheriffs are as helpless as newborn babes i do not pretend to say that in no instance have the victims been guilty as a whole or in part of some blood-curdling crime for men perpetrate lawless acts revolting deeds disgraceful and brutal crimes regardless of nationality language or color at times but civilization pre-surmises legal adjudication and the intervention of that judicial authority which civilized legislation produces and when properly administered the accused is innocent till he gets a fair trial no verdict of guilt from a drunken lawless mob should be accepted by a civilized country and when they do accept it they become a barbarous people and a barbarous people make a barbarous nation civilization knows no marauders mobs or lynchers and any one adjudged guilty by a drunken band of freebooters is not guilty in the eyes of a civilized people for the ruthless and violent perpetrators of lawless deeds especially when they are incarnate are murderers to all intents and purposes and popular approval does not diminish the magnitude of the crime millions may say well done but god reason and civilization stamp them as culprits i confess that the united states has the highest form of civilized institutions that any nation has had let us take a cursory glance at the institutions of this country it has common schools by the tens of thousands colleges and universities of every grade by the hundred millions of daily newspapers are flying from the press and weekly papers and monthly magazines on all imaginary subjects it has a congress and a president governors and state legislatures without end judges various courts and law officers in countless numbers hundreds of thousands of school teachers professors and college presidents and doctors of divinity thousands of lectures and public declaimers on all subjects 
railroads telegraphs and telephones in such vast number as stagger imagination itself churches and pulpits that are filled by at least a hundred and twenty-five thousand ministers of the gospel and bibles enough to build a pyramid that would almost reach to heaven a land of books upon every subject scattered among the people by the billions and in short we have all the forms and paraphernalia of civilization but no one can say who has any respect for truth that the united states is a civilized nation especially if we will take the daily papers and inspect them for a few moments and see the deeds of horror that the ruling powers of the nation say well done to i know that thousands yea millions and tens of millions would not plead guilty to have a part in the violent and gory outrages which are often perpetrated in this country upon human beings chiefly because they are of african descent and are not numerically strong enough to contend with the powers of governmental control but that is no virtue that calls for admiration as long as they keep silent and fail to lift up their voices in protestation and declaim against it their very silence is a world-wide acquiescence it is practically saying well done there are millions of people in the country who could not stand to kill a brute such is their nervous sensitiveness and i have heard of persons who would not kill a snake or a bug but they are guilty of everything the drunken mobs do as long as they hold their silence men may be ever so free from the perpetuation of bloody deeds personally but their failure to object to any outrageous crime makes them particeps criminis i forgot to say in cataloguing the crimes committed in the united states that persons for the simple color of their skin are thrust into what are called jim crow cars on the public highways and charged as much as those who are riding in rolling palaces with every comfort that is possible for man to enjoy this is simple robbery on the public highways and the nine united states judges have approved of this robbery and said well done by their verdict such being the barbarous condition of the united states and the low order of civilization which controls its institutions where right and justice should sit enthroned i see nothing for the negro to attain unto in this country i have already admitted that this country has books and schools and the younger members of the negro race like the younger members of the white race should attend them and profit by them but for the negro as a whole i see nothing here for him to aspire after he can return to africa especially to liberia where a negro government is already in existence and learn the elements of civilization in fact for human life is there sacred and no man is deprived of it or any other thing that involves his manhood without due process of law so my decision is that there is nothing in the united states for the negro to learn or try to attain end of topic two first paper